only half the things were true you say about my heart Then I could have forgotten you since we've been apart You said I forced my lips to kiss you when we said goodbye You even said I forced the tears that came into my eyes favorite CDs. The CD's called Livin', Lovin', Losin', The Songs of the Leuven Brothers, and that was Kathy Leuven and Pam Brown Hayes with I Wish You Knew. I got a letter from the IRS yesterday, but it was good news for a change. They've been after me for several years for back taxes, penalties, fines, threats of imprisonment, but it's finally all over. I got a letter from them yesterday, and it said, Final Notice. So, Thank goodness that's finally over. Mike and the Ranger. The first thing I remember knowing Was a lonesome whistle blowing And a youngin's dream of growing up to ride On a freight train leaving town Not knowing where I'm bound no one could change my mind, but Mama tried. One and only rebel child from a family meek and mild. My mama seemed to know what lay in store. Despite all my Sunday learning, towards the bad I kept on turning till Mama couldn't hold me anymore. I turned 21 in prison, doing life without parole. No one steer me right but mama tried mama tried mama tried to raise me better but her pleading i denied and that leaves only me to blame cause mama tried dear old daddy rest his soul left my mama heavy load she tried so very hard to fill his shoes Working hours without rest Wanting me to have the best She tried to raise me right, but I refused 
right, but Mama tried, Mama tried, Mama tried to raise me better, but her pleading I denied, and that leaves only me to blame, cause Mama tried. She will be headlining the Walnut Valley Festival next month. That's Rhonda Vincent, a song from Merle's Library of Tunes, Mama Tried. Well, it's 50 years this year for the Walnut Valley Festival coming in September, and something very special has emerged from a brand new book being written about the festival. And whether you're familiar with the Walnut Valley Festival or not, this is a what I've seen so far is going to be a wonderful read. It covers the history of how the Walnut Valley Festival gain worldwide recognition to Kansas and specifically to Winfield. And uh, it's a brand new book. It's going to be released tomorrow. It's called Winfield's Walnut Valley Festival, and we're honored to have the author of that book right here on Bluegrass and More, Mr. Seth Bate. Welcome. Thank you, Mike. You're very kind to have me. The, uh, there's a lot of things to talk about. Let's, let's kind of start with your background and how your path led to Winfield and your interest in the festival and so forth. Well, I came to Winfield in 1989 to attend Southwestern College. I'm an Air Force brat, so I grew up all over the country. Uh And uh, I went to my first Walnut Valley Festival that first fall because Tom Chapin was on the poster or the flyer that I picked up, and I was a big uh, Chapin family fan. So went that first time and was hooked right away. And the book will be available at the festival. I want to keep that in mind. It's kind of part of the celebration this year. What uh, what can we expect? What what are some of the contents of the book? What what have you covered? I know you have a lot of history there. Yes. So uh, I wrote, I don't know, probably a third of the book uh, using research that I'd done in my master's program at Wichita State University. Right. And uh, at, at the suggestion of Bart Redford and the festival folks, Uh, I also worked with them to gather reflections and memories from all kinds of folks. So we have uh, people who festival fans will know from the stage. We have people from the organization itself. We have people who've been campers. We have people who've uh, run sound. Uh, So uh, there's no way in 40,000 words you can get every perspective on an event that's been going on for 50 years. Right. But uh, I hope we got it from at least a lot of different angles. Well, that's what I'm hearing. There's a lot of a lot of photos, I understand, and and some great contributors to helping you with the with the content as well. Was there anything uh, that kind of was unusual that you discovered about the festival in your research or in your eventually writing the book that kind of uh, stood out or you're you're proud of that you got that covered or There are a couple of broad themes and then uh, a specific kind of funny thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the broad themes that show up more in my uh, academic research than in this book, which is more on the fun side. But one is I believe that the reason uh, Winfield has uh, lasted for 50 festivals is that it has largely remained the same. Right. And I don't mean that there hasn't been some uh, improvement and evolution over the years, but the within the first three years of the Walnut Valley Festival, really all of the elements that we know and love today were there. Uh, And so it's my belief that it's actually consistency that has kept people coming. Uh, Another broad theme that emerged that I think people who camp at the festival will get is I believe 
the festival has lasted as long as it has because it's created room for all kinds of people doing all kinds of things. So it's been a place where you could party a little and live on the wild side, and it's been a place where you could come and follow all the rules and sing all the gospel songs, and you might be the same person doing both of those, and there's space for all that. Sure. So to be family-friendly but also fun for everybody, I think, Mm -hmm. is a remarkable achievement. Mm -hmm. And um, we've created, all of us together, who go year after year, have created a culture for that. The silly little thing I found that was fun for me that um, I don't think I wrote down anywhere, but I was going through minutes of early meetings of the Walnut Valley Association and determined that it was my mother-in-law, Christy Muret, who um, first suggested the plastic wristbands. Oh, is that right? So that little thing that <laughs> is um, literally part of every attendee's experience was Christy's idea. Yeah, there's a lot of memories for me, too, because I, I looked at some of the chapters in your book, and I basically lived a lot of that, and even before the festival began. I, you know, I remember Bob, Bob Redford, the Bob and Kendra Redford, uh, of course, were part of that group, and, and uh, Bob in his insurance office, I remember going down there trying to sell him some advertising on the little radio station there in Winfield at the time, and ended up doing his uh, commercials, and I've been doing those ever since, so that's kind of the thing that uh, it's kind of cool for myself and one of those silly things that you 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 think of. So Sure, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure I've got a picture of you or at least your family band in the book. Uh, oh, I'd really? love to hear okay. more about what those early years were like for um, you and uh, the folks you played with. Well, it was uh, the first, I remember the first year, actually, we played... Um, the Folk Festival out at Southwestern College the first year. I, not that that's, I guess the second year was the festival officially coming together. But I think we played four or five of the original <laughs> ones, and then we had uh, played several others throughout the years in a couple of different band configurations. But but it's always, uh, it's kind of part of our annual trek, like everyone else, to go to Winfield and experience all the music and all the, get connected back with friends that you've established over the years and I think that's the part people don't quite understand if they've never been to Winfield is it's just it's just different than some events that you may attend yeah it really is about relationships and uh, picking and picking up with uh, people that maybe you only see that once a year Um, certainly I uh, end up sitting down every year with folks whose names I have never learned but I know it's that one guy who's parked over there who plays that instrument that's exactly and he likes right. it when I sing that song yeah that's exactly right you don't know their name but you know you know their face and the music they play and always enjoy picking with them maybe it's just the first name but and there's a lot one thing uh, <laughs> in your book that's uh, really interesting uh, is that uh, of the folks who have won the contest through the years there's some very notable players that uh, stand out and a lot of individuals who probably don't stand out as much but have become professional musicians and in all kinds of professional bands throughout uh, the industry certainly and uh, even casual bluegrass fans of course know people like allison krauss and mark o'connor and so those folks are in there chris feely um who's uh, literally a genius. He won a McCarthy, MacArthur Foundation Award, mm-hmm. uh, has been part of that group. Uh, but also, if you cross-list 
um, the touring bands or the recording bands of just about any bluegrass record that uh, that you pick up with the festival contest winners, you're going to see a lot of crossover. Exactly. They are all over the bluegrass and country industry. You had you mentioned your contributors uh, to the book, and they included who? Well, some of the names that I think uh, most folks, especially those of us who go to Winfield, know include Dan Crary and Beppa Gambetta. So two of those um, important contributors to steel string acoustic guitar. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many of you will know Linda Tilton, the sign artist, who's so much a part of the Winfield experience for uh, a lot of the... Um, and then some names maybe that aren't as familiar but who are critical to shaping the way the festival has become include Russ and Sherry Brace, who, of course, sure. oversee Stage 5 with lots of help from lots of friends. Right. Um, and one of my favorite chapters was uh, actually a compilation by Larry Junker. Larry puts together every year the Walnut Valley Voice, that uh, tall one-sheet newsletter that comes out yeah. every day of the festival. Right. And Larry sent me pages and pages and pages of some of his favorite things from The Voice over the years. And I cool. did some picking and choosing, <laughs> uh, but it's a real stroll down memory lane. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be an excellent book. I, I, you're probably going to have to write another one after this one uh, sells out. And Well, I have threatened to do that. We'll see what happens. <laughs> That's right. Tell us how we can get the book. Uh, if you are somebody who is coming to the Walnut Valley Festival this year or wants to stop by the Walnut Valley office, the very best way you can get the book is to get it there. And uh, I'll be popping up doing some signings and... Uh, most of the other contributors to the book will be around the festival, so I hope you'll get their autographs, too. Okay. Uh, if coming this year isn't going to work for you, uh, the Watermark Books and Cafe in Wichita already has it available for pre-order on their website. And the book is coming out from the History Press, which is part of Arcadia Publishing. So you can find it also on the Arcadia website. Well, either way, it's... Uh you got to get the book, that's that's for sure. One more thing I forgot to mention, you also uh, are involved with the festival firsthand with some uh, workshops and that sort of thing. Yes, uh, Jenny and I have been hosting the Wednesday workshop since the early 2000s, and for folks who haven't been to those, it's a chance the day before the stages open to have up-close lessons with some of the festival artists and festival contest winners. So if you're a closet picker who maybe wants to be a little more public, uh, that's a great place to gain some confidence and build your chops. And then I've also been part of the stage managing and MC crew uh, for about the same length of time. I'm really proud to play a small part in bringing the music to folks. Very cool. Well, good luck on the book. I know it's going to do well. We've been an honor to have you on the show this afternoon. And uh, we'll look forward to, to digging more into the book and, and seeing all the pictures and, and the stories. I appreciate the conversation, and maybe we'll get to play a little bit this year. There you go. Seth Bate on Bluegrass and More.
I got my ticket for the long way round Two bottles of whiskey for the way And I sure would like some sweet company And I'm leaving tomorrow, what do you say? When I'm gone, when I'm gone You're gonna miss me when I'm gone You're gonna miss me by my hair You're gonna miss me everywhere, oh You're gonna miss me when I'm gone with that cup song, When I'm Gone. I want our listeners to know that I've had a little trouble here lately. I got behind in payments to my exorcist, and I got repossessed. Today, down and out in New York town today. 
a solid dime. Didn't have a nickel, didn't have a solid dime. Didn't have a nickel, didn't have a solid dime. Took me by the hand 
You said if you ever married, then I would be the man. I've been all around this world. Now the new railroad is finished, boys. The cars are on the track. The new railroad is finished, boys. The cars are on the track. And Molly's riding on down the line, and I know she won't come back. I've been all around this world. If you see a rich girl, send her on down the line. If you see that rich girl, please send her on down the line. But if you see a poor girl, I'll bet she's a friend of mine. I've been all around this world. I've been all around this world. Been all around this world, Brian Sutton on Mike and the Ranger, Bluegrass and More. Before that, Peter Rowan and New York Town. Here's kind of a fun little tune by Molly Tuttle. Uh, Julian Welch helps out on it. It's entitled Side Saddle. Side saddle, side saddle, side saddle 
painted on my water chain I sure miss those Friday nights Underneath the stadium lights My home crowd, I can see them now Man, we were proud Now there's run-down factories where they all work Empty row houses on my outskirts Take a ride down Main Street Imagine who I used to be No interstate could ever take away my heyday I'm a little sleepy but I'm still alive Still good for a Sunday drive Folks pass through and I wanna say You should have seen this place my heyday Rusty rails remember when Freight cars came rolling in and Rolled out full of stuff we made Trains don't stop here nowadays Most towns would be ghost towns But I'm still around I'm a little sleepy but I'm still alive Sunday drive Folks pass through and I wanna say You should have seen this place In my heyday sleepy but I'm still alive Still good for a Sunday drive Folks pass through and I wanna say You should have seen this place In my heyday Man, you should have seen this place Champ 78 Still painted on my water tank Thanks everybody for joining us this afternoon on Bluegrass and More. We've really had a good time. Appreciate Seth Bate for dropping in on the phone with uh, information about his brand new book that'll be available at the Walnut Valley Festival uh, this next month. It's called Winfield's Walnut Valley Festival. I think it's just about everything you want to know. I think he'll probably end up having to write another book, but this one's a good one, so be sure to check that out and get a copy. We'll see you next Sunday, 12 noon's the time. Have a good Thanks week, for Ranger. In again this week, and don't forget to check out our Facebook page to see today's playlist. And remember this: time will tell, but you won't like what it has to say. Mm-hmm.